Hey, it's Kanzano. I appreciate you making this podcast part of your day. Make sure you subscribe if you want more and leave us some feedback. Away we go. Initialize sequence. Welcome to The Baldcast, a production of John Kanzano's Baldface Truth. Things have been tough for the University of Oregon women's basketball program. I, ha- I have people who ask me on a weekly basis, what's wrong with the Ducks? What is going on this season? Get Kelly Graves on the show. Ask him what's happening. It's not like uh, Kelly Graves forgot how to coach. At Gonzaga, he won about 70% of his games. Sweet 16 multiple times, Elite 8. The University of Oregon, you know his success. Final Four, probably would have won the national championship in 2020 had they had the tournament. But this year, it has been a real struggle in Eugene. The Ducks are 2-12 and in conference play, 11-16 and overall. They are at Washington this weekend. Here to talk about it, uh, Kelly Graves. Kelly, you're going into uh, you're going into Friday night's game against Washington, and psychologically, you know how how is that feeling? Well, I feel good. I mean, you know, you're right. It has been a tough year, and and uh, you know, I'm really proud of my team. They've uh, you know they continue to grind. The attitudes are great. They're they're working hard in practice. I thought we had uh, yesterday and today two of our best practices. Uh, you know, in the last couple of months. So. I think we're excited to, to, to move on. I mean, obviously, Washington, it's kind of crazy, John, second to last weekend of the season, and this is the first time we're playing the Washingtons, you know, Pac-12 and their scheduling, shaking my head. Yeah, and, and, and look, Washington's 3-11 three, three and 11 in conference play, Washington State 5-9, and nine. Um, not saying anything about them that they can put on the bulletin board, but uh, you know, that's a series you probably would have wanted to play a couple times, especially this season. But give me an idea, like, you know, For people who don't remember, Elite Eight, 2017-2018, Final Four, 33-5 and in in that 2019, March of 2019. I covered that thing. It was a great tournament. You were set up in 2020, 31-2 in the season. Uh, I think you would have won it all. I don't think we have to rehash all that, but you have had some high highs. How has it been for you amid this season personally with, you know, a team that's 11-9 and And, you know, you probably feel like you're muddling along, but how has that been psychologically for you personally? It's been tough. You know, it's been tough. I've been blessed over my career to to have had some really, uh, you know, great programs with a lot of really, really good teams. Uh, You just talked, uh, you know, about a bunch of them uh, a second ago. And so, you know, I've had some losing seasons, but it's always been in my very first season at whatever school it was, whether that was Gonzaga or here. And, uh, you know, and then once we were in it more than one year, we've had nothing but winning records and a lot of success. And, you know, we've taken a step back. It's just kind of been a perfect storm this year, John. And, you know, I'm not making any excuses. This is just the reality. You know, we uh, we didn't have much of a margin for error coming into the season. And then, you know, first game, four minutes into our first game of the year, you know, our point guard and perhaps our most important player, you know, she's kind of the heart and soul of the group. And she tears her ACL, is done for the year. And then Sophia Bell's now missed the last three or four weeks. And she was having a great year. She's our best defender. And you mentioned the schedule. And, yeah, we're playing the Washington School and and the Arizona schools, we only played those two, th- those uh, four teams once this year. Uh, and they're down in the standings with us. And so, you know, if you trade out those four teams for, let's say, the Mountain schools a second time or the L.A. schools a second time, you know, things could be different. 
uh, you know, it's just one of those those years that uh, you know you you kind of suffer through. It humbles you. Uh, certainly, relying on a lot of my coaching friends, all of whom have you know had seasons like this. And you just, like I said, you just do your best. You try to stay confident. You know, as old as I am and have had a pretty good career, you know, I struggle with confidence sometimes. You know, am I doing the right thing? Uh, you know, it's, it's crazy. And, John, you look at our stats. So we have finished in our 10 years here first or second in the conference in assist-to-turnover ratio because that's one of our huge weaknesses this year. This year we're last. You know, we're turning the ball over at a, at a, at a higher rate than ever. Uh, we've been top four in scoring every single season in this, you know, since we've been here. And this year we're last. You know, we're, we're last in three-point percentage, and I don't think we've ever finished below the top three in the conference. So it's just kind of one of those deals. It's not like we've forgotten how to coach. We just, you know, the, the mix just hasn't been – uh, you know, where we need it with, with the players playing out of positions, playing maybe more minutes than normal. And, uh, you know, in the depth, we, we, we haven't enjoyed great depth. So, you know, it's just a lot of things, and we, we've got to just continue. And, and I think we're staying positive, and, and we hope that tomorrow we can go get the Huskies. You know, I was looking back at your last 16 years when, you know, in coaching, and, you know, it's – a bunch of Sweet 16s, a bunch of Elite 8s at Oregon and Gonzaga, the Final Four. Um, how hard is it or how realistic is it next season to get in the portal, get a little help there? I know you've got a couple of recruits coming in that you like. You get a player back from the ACL injury. Uh, you stay healthier. Um, how much better can you be in a year? Well, that's a, the great thing about basketball. I think, uh, you know, you can change your fortune quickly, you know, through the portal. The portal hasn't been kind to us. That's one of the reasons where we are where we are. But, um, you know, we can turn that over. I think Oregon still has uh, a big name. Uh, you know, there's no question about it. The kids that are in high school now grew up watching those great Oregon teams that we had. So we're able to get, uh, you know, to quality recruits. We just now got to go out and get them and, and turn this thing around. So I, I don't look at this as some kind of a long-term deal. I know there's a lot of noise out there, but, you know, people forget that in our, ten, in our time here, you know, it was the Elite Eight, then the Elite Eight, then the Final Four, then the COVID year. Then after all those kids had gone to the pros, that next year, people forget, we still went to the Sweet 16. And so in the history of this program, in the history, they'd only won five NCAA tournament games total and never more than one in a year. And we've won 12 and, and gotten to, obviously, uh, multiple rounds many times. So... Uh, I'm confident that, you know, and I've challenged my coaching staff, John, we've got to, we got to get out there and, and go get some, uh, some players. So we're going to be active in the portal. I like the group we have. I do. And I think there's some, some talent there. We're just really young. I think we're the youngest team in the conference and, uh, you know, and, and so in the, in the best conference in the country, that's tough. You know, we, we just played seven straight games, John, against teams in the top 20. I've had writers and our sports information, you know, research that. I don't think it's ever been done in the history of the NCAA. Seven games in a row. And, um, you know, it's not that we lost the games. We just weren't that competitive in a lot of them. You have a chance here at the end of the season with a handful of games left and the conference tournament to try to salvage a little bit of this. How important is it for your team to play well 
this weekend? Let's just compartmentalize it. Oh, I think it's really important for this young team. Um, you know, certainly these games aren't going to be easy uh, by any stretch, and especially being on the road. But, you know, if somehow we can get three of these last four uh, that, you know, that, that definitely are winnable, um, you know, that, and then maybe get one in the tournament, you know, yeah, we're talking about 15 wins. I think we're an attractive uh, brand. And so with the new WBIT, uh, which is NCA sponsored, you don't have to have a winning record to be in it. Uh, you know, I think we would be attractive to them. So, and then that's extra games for our young kids. But, you know, I can only worry about tomorrow night's game. Right that's, uh, that's what's most important. And uh, beyond that, you know, we'll see. Give me an idea. You know, Sabrina... She shoots against Steph Curry in the NBA three-point weekend. I thought it was the highlight of the weekend. What what was that like for you to see her in that event? Well, it was pretty neat. We sat around and watched it as a family, and I agree with you. I thought it was the, the highlight of the whole kind of disappointing weekend, uh, just the way they competed and, and you know, and, and shot at a high level. I mean, it was incredible. But I'm just really proud of her. You know, she gets married next month. We're, we're heading down for that wedding. And uh, just to see how she's grown, not just as a basketball player, John, but as a, just a human being. Uh, she represents our university so well, the women's basketball game, and all of basketball. I think she's um, the first person that I can remember. Caitlin Clark's in this in this discussion now, but I really, I think the first individual women's basketball player that has had crossover appeal, uh, to the, you know, to men's fans. And so, uh, yeah, just, just really proud of her and everything that she's doing. What'd you think of Kenny Smith's comments after the event, you know, him saying, Oh, she should have shot from the WNBA line. I, I just thought for me, it was a win for the NBA. It was a win for Steph Curry. It was a win for Sabrina. And here came Kenny Smith shooting an air ball yeah i listened to him uh it was a little annoying i'm i'm not that upset about it i i hate to to uh, sabrina's credit she chose the the, the longer line yeah. good for her there's not a whole lot of difference uh, but you know there's guys out there and you know them you talk to them all the time that still just can't accept the fact that you know women are can, are really good athletes and really good basketball players. It shouldn't matter which which gender you are. Uh, I, I think he misspoke. I, I watch him all the time. I love their their shows, and I, I don't think I, I don't think he meant anything bad. I think he's just kind of naive, like a, a lot of others. Kelly Graves, University of Oregon women's basketball coach. They're at Washington on Friday night. Uh, Washington State over the weekend. Um, I saw something on social media. It was a couple of NBA players sitting around talking about the good old days. Michael Jordan. <laughs> uh, you and I have debated yeah. Jordan and LeBron. We can agree to disagree. You think LeBron's the greatest. I think Jordan's the greatest. I don't know what you're talking about. But but give me an idea. <laughs> they were saying that it's, you know, somebody was asking, how would Jordan do in today's game? And I think he would score as well or even better than he did just because I don't think the defense is as good. As, the, as it was, especially in the Eastern Conference in Jordan's career. But you tell me, what do you see out there? Defense is better or worse in the NBA? Well, defense is, is better in that there's far more analytics have become a bigger part of it. So I think teams really know how to break down and take away certain team strengths and things like that. The athleticism overall is better now. There would be a lot more players that are – uh, you know Jordan's ability in terms of athleticism. I think it would be. I think he would score even more. Uh, 
I mean, look at the game itself. Everybody's scoring right now. Even the bad players are scoring. And, you know, back then, you know, the scoring was down, but also it's just a lot tougher. I mean, my goodness, you'd drive the lane against the Knicks and you'd have Oakley and Charles Smith and Anthony Mason taking your head off. Well, the rules don't allow that now, so it's more of a, an open game. And so he would dominate, you know, the way he did back then. Uh, I will say this, though. I, I don't think that, uh, uh, well, like I said, other players can match up with them more nowadays. You know, other teams can score, right? Back then, think of the teams he had to go through. They were all defensive-oriented teams. Yeah. And, uh, you know, you just couldn't get away with that now. Yeah, and that, that conference was stacked when he was trying to win it. Like, you know, you were, they were just great teams, and the Pistons among them, uh, the Celtics, the Pistons, and others hey. among them. Uh, Kelly Graves, all right, we wish you well this weekend. Yeah, they'll, they'll get a you. W on Friday night. Why not? Yeah, yeah. It's, uh, there, there's no reason why we can't. I, I just hope that our, our kids aren't so beaten down that they're not excited for this game. And I, I think they really are. I think they believe that we can win, and we sure hope so. And I'm looking forward to being over in Pullman. I'm going to give a shout-out to my buddy Kyle Smith. You know, his wife played for me. No, really? And so, yeah, yeah. They have three boys. We have three boys. So, we, you know, we, we stay in touch. And I, I'm just really proud of him and them and you know, their family dynamics. I think he, I don't know if you've had him on as a yes, guest. a lot. Yeah, we've oh, had you him have. on quite a Great. bit. Yeah, he, you know, they have an autistic son, and, you know, my wife has an autistic brother, and so there's some things that we share, and I'm just really proud of them. I mean, good on him with this kind of a difficult year for the Washington State uh, to see them do so well. Yeah, so and look, look he lost players in the portal, players to the NBA, and he replaced them with a big sky player, a, Sonoma State kid, D2 player, junior college player, and then uh, I think they're really good defensively. They're going to be a tough out in, in the tournament. They're going to be fun to watch. Yeah, no no doubt. Yeah, so I'm, I'm, it'll be good to see them. Uh, I know I'll see Katie while I'm up there. But, That's great. Uh, all right, yeah, Coach, and all the best to you. Yeah, good luck to you. I appreciate you, man. Thanks for joining us. All right, all right buddy. See you. That cannot be easy. When you have had success and the success that Kelly Graves has had, uh, and now you are encounter a season where you're 11 and 16 overall. Uh, you're having to play number three Stanford, number nine Oregon State, number seven USC, number 11 Colorado, number 12 UCLA, number 18 Utah. That's what he's talking about. Um, well, he'll get Washington all three and 11 in conference play, and Washington State five and nine in conference play this weekend. See how they do. All right, uh, coming up, uh, I got to deal with Matt Barnes, former NBA player, out of line. Completely out of line, and he's lost his broadcasting job because of it. We'll talk about parenting, youth sports, and you'll hear Matt Barnes try to explain why he uh, felt he was okay to berate officials and become the focal point at his kid's basketball game. Is it ever okay to become the focal point at your kid's basketball game? All of that. We interrupt this broadcast with a special announcement from the Bald Face hey, Sorry Truth. to interrupt the podcast, but if you want to listen to more of the Bald Face Truth Radio Show, including more of this segment that you're listening to, make sure you subscribe on SoundCloud and iTunes to the Bald Face Truth Radio Show. Thanks for listening.